This episode is brought to you by Challengers Comics and Conversation. Go to challengerscomics.com and start the conversation now. Daniel's Law LLC in Georgia. Visit dlawllc.com. Kerberos Productions. The minds behind the games enter the pit and kaiju a go-go. Search for Kerberos, K-E-R-B-E-R-O-S, on Steam, or go to kerberos-productions.com to check out their growing catalog of titles. This is it! This is definitely it! Still playing with toys and the Ghostbusters interdimensional crossrip present... You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. The Cyclotron, a roundtable discussion panel. I blame myself. So do I. No sense worrying about it now. Why worry? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. Yep. Let's get ready. Switch me on. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new Cyclotron Roundtable. Today, we're talking about Ghostbusters International Number 2 by IDW Comics. It's on shelves now. We've got a great roundtable up for you, starting with the one, the only, Dapper Dan Schoening, the artist on the IDW Comics series. We've also got Ryan Dole of the Ghostbusters of British Columbia. Joining us again are Craig Goldberg and Abigail Gardner of the Georgia Ghostbusters. I'm Troy Benjamin, and joining me as always is Chris Stewart, so let's do it. Switch us on. We're going into the Cyclotron. Take him to the Cyclotron. Okay, we're fooling around. Give it a shot. So we have uh, another great panel for you guys here in the Cyclotron. We have uh, Dapper Dan Shoning here to talk about the uh, new Ghostbusters international. International. So I want to keep saying interdimensional. So I've trained myself now. It's crazy. That's the next volume. Yeah. Uh, That'd be awesome. Actually. But we have we have the second issue of Ghostbusters International, and uh, so Dan is here. We've also got Ryan Dole of the Ghostbusters of BC on the line. <laughs> and we've also got Craig Goldberg and Abigail Gardner calling from Georgia. Hello. Hey guys. Hey. So, hey. So this is good. We we did a we did a, a round table for the first issue, um, but we didn't have Dan. So this is this is pretty unique in the sense that we actually have somebody behind the IDW book to sort of help us with some insight in this book and and help us dissect it. So so Dan, thanks for joining us, man. This is gonna be fun. My pleasure. Thank you very much again for reviewing the comic and talking about it, and uh, all the kind words about it too. Well, hey, we you... were, were all very, we were all blushing. So. Well, don't don't thank us. We need to thank you for all of the work and the detail and stuff that you put into these books. That you you give us the opportunity to actually talk about these for a sixty minute podcast because they're so dense. There's so much in there, which we all enjoy. So thank thank you, sir. It's it's my pleasure, and it's a it's a. I've mentioned before, it's a passion of mine, so I'm I'm enjoying every page. It's great. Yep, and it shows. Thank you. It really does. So, so before I I, I want to get into the discussion, I want to dissect the the uh, entire issue, but I, I do want to talk about the origins of international with you, Dan. While we've got you, how did mm-hmm. how did this how did this concept come up? How did you guys decide that well, we're going to do international because it's going to give us these new storytelling venues that we can uh, explore. Yeah, well, I think we kind of touched a little bit on it when we did the uh, Across America, the Haunted America arc. Um, that was volume three when they visited those, there was four different cities in the U.S. And we were kind of thinking at that time, oh, it would be cool to go overseas into Europe because it's just such a rich culture. Like there's so many countries with amazing folklore that we could tap into. 
Um, but uh, I think we were just kind of wanting to keep it regulated to as close to New York as possible. Um, that's really their home base. And New York in the comic book and even in the films is really a character unto itself. So, um, yeah, we're, I think it kind of stemmed out from uh, the Haunted America, and we always had that kind of idea in the back. And then uh, Eric was like, yeah, let's... Him, uh, Tom and Eric really wanted to kind of do that for the next volume, and and it seemed like something. It felt big, so we wanted to roll with that. How? Because uh, last week on the uh, Crossrip uh, Cyclotron, we talked about you know the the characters, the new characters that we saw in that trailer for the new movie. But you guys have also created new characters that people have embraced. Um, what are we going to see with them in this? Uh, and be be honest, because I don't think my heart can take it. Are they in danger? Are we going to be losing some of the new characters? Is that the sense that I'm getting here, sir? You, you will not lose any of the new characters, oh, as far okay. as I know. Although, you know, it, it's interesting, because I don't really know what issue five is. I'm drawing issue four right now. So um, ah. I, I like to do it that way, because then it's, it surprises me when I read the script from Eric, too. So I'm kind of like anticipating what's going to happen. Uh, as far as I know, none of the new characters are going to go to the other side, so to speak. Okay, but, um, good. We're, we're, we do have uh, some familiar faces coming back in. Oh, so, good. Excellent. Which is great, and uh, I'm excited to draw them again. Oh, fantastic. So, and, and really quick, one last question for you. Uh, we talked about Easter eggs uh, in the last Cyclotron. Mm-hmm. D- who comes up with those? Does Eric send you a script and then you uh, sort of jot down what you want to throw into the backgrounds of all of these? Or do you guys work in tandem to figure out what you guys can sort of pepper throughout the issues? I, well, anytime you read an Easter egg that is dialogue, that's Eric. And then anytime there's a visual one, like 90% of the time, it's something that I've come up with. But <laughs> sometimes he, he calls it out. Eric will be like, oh, I really want to see this in here. And sometimes I'll say, hey, Lewis, do you want me to throw anything in there? Any Ghostbusters stuff that you'd like to see? And we do put in his lucky number every issue. So you could find that. Number 15, by Number the way. 15 is always yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Every issue it's in there. So that's oh, like 30, man. 40 issues or something. <laughs> Jeez. Well, let's let's get down to breaking down issue number two while we've got everybody. Uh, Ryan, let's let's start with you because we talked last time about Vinter and how we were, we were kind of excited to see what happened with him and his intentions. And, you know, we, we sort of start right where we left off in this issue with him uh, offering to buy the Ghostbusters. Uh, how how did you feel about that scene in which Peck sort of undermines the the best interests of the Ghostbusters and offers this <laughs> deal to Vinter? What 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 did you feel about that? Actually, I thought that was awesome and totally in character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really is. Because <laughs> yeah. it was just like, I if I got if he has a way to tick off Venkman, he's going to. It doesn't matter if it affects. Winston or Ray in the end it's if it screws over Venkman then that's a win for Peck and even though Peck is getting something out of it too which I liked that was yeah. that was oh, a yeah. good touch as well uh, Peck's easily become one of my favorite characters in the comic oh yeah absolutely and but Vinter is he you know this Elon Musk-esque Musk-esque <laughs> character <laughs> uh, he smells so good he smells like so Musk. good he smells of mahogany um, but uh, Craig Abigail we didn't have you guys on the last uh, podcast where we talked about the first issue uh, when you first met this character and you know you, you kind of get a sense that maybe he's setting off some alarms uh, what are your what are your thoughts of this new guy yeah, I mean, right off the bat, you you know, uh, his intentions are uh, a little bit uh, 
devious, right? Um, and then obviously right right here in the first couple uh, uh, first couple pages or first page, you, you just kind of see right off the bat that uh, he's in it for himself. And uh, but I, I, I really just to comment on what Ryan said. I mean, Peck is great uh, when he's the the last line before he exits when he says, uh, "I made absolutely sure none of you would unduly profit." Uh, that just sums it up right there. <laughs> yeah, no, the, no way that he's going to let them get ahead. Um, but, oh, hey, we have to talk about Ray's got a girlfriend, and we everybody uh, knows it. She's Are they, please tell me they're at, I wish they were at the Hasty Pastry. I love that name. Hasty Pastry, that's Hasty from one of the pastry. episodes of Real Ghostbusters. It is. I love it. I love yeah. it. So They have great donuts, by the way, but their croissants <laughs> are really good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, what, so Dan, we, you guys kind of hinted towards this back in, boy, when, when did this start? Was this when Issue the ghost 15. smashers? Yeah. This yeah, was a long with time. The ghost smashers. They so, were flirting a little bit then. And, and so are we to understand that this relationship has been going on in the background this whole time and we just haven't known about it? Uh, I think I feel, I always felt Ray is a bit of a slow mover as far uh. as when women are involved and <laughs> it's taken him this like long to really kind of ask her out. <laughs> And I have toys to buy. I don't have time for women. Race yeah. dance. Yeah. <laughs> He's just too excited about ghosts. He's just like, I don't have time for ladies right now. <laughs> but it is kind of nice because she, she seems to get excited about the same things that he gets excited about. I kind of get that feeling that she took this position with Peacock to kind of be closer to him. Uh, and even though she's working, working for the enemy, so to speak. Yeah. I think it was kind of a, a real bonus that she's able to interact with Ray more. Um, and, it, and she's a, a fun character, and it's great to have uh, someone. We visually based her on his, on Dan Aykroyd's real wife. So, oh, yeah. uh, and, well played. Uh, yeah, she is Donna Dixon esque, huh? Yes, yes. Not to be confused with Musk esque. Yes, that's true. <laughs> she smells way better. Two different things. Um, yeah, so it's it's really cool to have her engage Ray, and they have really good banter. It's really cute. I actually like that it gives that extra layer to Ray because he was always a little two-dimensional in the sense of he's just excited about ghosts and this adds that extra layer which is really nice to see. Yeah. We're, we're, we're taking the characters and, and evolving them a bit which makes them more interesting. Uh, and then you've got, a, you've got a new character too that we need to talk about but I, I don't want to butcher her name. How do you pronounce her name, Dan? Kaya... Kaya Mei? Kaya Mai? That's what I was... It's Japanese, I believe. The first name. Um, you know, I read it a lot and I don't speak it because I'm alone when I'm drawing. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's never yeah, being it's spoken Ka- out. Kaya? Ka- Kaya? Ka- Ka- yeah. Dan, you, you have the opportunity now to officially set what this is because this is, you know, the first time it's probably been spoken in an audio podcast. So oh, no pressure. Here. I took Japanese in grade nine and you're testing me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't remember how to pronounce it. It would be whatever, however you'd pronounce it in Japanese. Yeah. So I, I'm not going to butcher that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but it's, it seems like Venkman's trying to put some moves on her, and it's, it's not working, right? Venkman tries to put moves on everybody. Well, <laughs> true. <laughs> Very true. Moves. Yeah, no, he, he likes the, he, I think he just likes the challenge of trying. I don't think he wants to, wouldn't want to go and he pursue it further. He just likes flirting. Yeah. That's, that's one of his things. Um, a- Abigail, how did you feel towards Janine's reaction to... Uh, to Kaya, um, how did you interpret their interaction? 
oh, it's like maternal protection. Like, I totally understand why she's questioning and kind of peeved at the whole, like, the guys being taken away for two weeks out of the month. It's like, these are my guys. Like, we are a functioning family in a unit. So, yeah, I would be, like, stepping to her and questioning what was going on. And obviously she comes back with, like, not a lot of information. And, like, I'm a big important person. I speak a lot of languages. Don't bother me kind of deal. So, I mean, I I, uh, totally get where Jeannie was coming from. Um in that scene when they're at the airport, like boarding the plane. Yeah. It's, it's protective. Was there jealousy? I kind of got a, a hint of jealousy from, you know, that little cat fight, she doesn't yeah. get to go. Yeah. A little bit of a cattiness between the two of them. Yeah. They're kind of like R2 and 3PO. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. That's yeah, very true. Sure. Um, all right. So they hop on the jet. They, they head international because it is Ghostbusters international. Um, Dan, what I love that you guys did is that you, you sent them to a real place that has, uh, real paranormal roots. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about that Venetian lagoon that you guys set up here? Yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to pronounce it here. I am butchering it again. Paveglia. Paveglia. Yeah. yeah. In Italy, it's a, it's an island where it had, it has a huge, really long history. Um, the, the part that I really took a lot out of it was the idea of the black plague and how they sent a lot of the uh, sick people there that were there just kind of left there to die um so yeah we're eric came up with the idea of using that location and uh it's fantastic it lends itself really well to a ghost story and uh again like it's tapping back into the amount of folklore and history that europe has and um italy has a lot of haunted places in it so uh but i'm really happy that we chose to go with that island to start with so Actually, it's it's pretty awesome that because uh, now that you said that, it's uh, I like how the the meter is picking things up, but there's nothing really there. Mm-hmm. So it's now all it makes, around them, yeah, yeah it makes perfect sense now. So yeah, because it's such an old place, like there's going to be a lot of dead people floating around. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I feel like because of the, like these these ghosts have inhabited the most haunted island in the world um it's their home like they've they've been there for however many centuries um so i i kind of understand that interaction that venkman has with um with that woman in in the shop when he's trying on the mask that she's telling him to go away you know get out of here because this is our house we're here in uh, you're in my home. Um, I, I, I get a sense that they're trying to protect themselves. Ryan, did you, did you get that too? That they're, uh, they know that Vinter's trying to come in and level this and build some sort of a resort with a gelato stand. <laughs> I don't know if they're quite aware, aware, uh, to them. I think now they're just sent on other jobs and they're not really thinking about the overall bigger picture of what's happening with Vinter. I think they're mostly thinking about the jo- the job. I think that's where Egon kind of comes in, and I think that's where he's thinking about the bigger picture and what's really mm. underneath everything. Yeah, that that underlying subtext. Um, yeah. Well, I I don't know because there there was a there was a sense that Vinter just wants to do this uh, purely for profit, obviously because he's an entrepreneur, but. Um, is, is this sort of the shades of what we're starting to get of his evil plan? Is there some sort of, is this a power grab maybe from him? Well, it's the best way to take out your enemy is to, well, own them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of get the, I kind of get the vibe that he, uh, might be working for uh, a spectral entity who, uh, would profit from getting rid of, uh, ghosts that have been around for a very long time. 
that's just kind of a, a weird uh, vibe that I got. Oh, that's interesting. I don't you, know if it's weird. Craig, you don't you don't think he's actually a spiritual entity himself, uh, sort of masquerading <clears throat> as a human, or you, you get you yeah, get I the mean, sense that he's under somebody's control? Um, I kind of like the yeah. I mean, it could be either one of those things, and then another shot in the dark is maybe. Uh, no, let's go with that. It's probably he's either under somebody's control or he he is uh, a ghostly a ghostly businessman. <laughs> <laughs> That's evil. Aren't, aren't many of them? Yeah, and they're all ghostly. Yeah. Otherwise known as a businessman. <laughs> He's dead inside. He's dead inside. Wait um, till you see what a trap does to him. Oh. 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 Spoiler. Um, I, I wasn't spoiling anything. I was just playing up the whole businessman joke. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. I'm not commenting on the Everyone take Every time Dan says something, take it literal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to, because we mentioned the Easter eggs that you guys plant throughout these, and, and uh, Ryan and Chris and I had a whole lot of fun on the last Cyclotron trying to spot all of them. It's like the, the highlights for children for me that I like to go through and circle them. No, I don't do that. I don't circle <laughs> them because I want to keep my comic mint. But... Um, but I, I do see some things uh, in the backgrounds here that I did kind of want to go through. Um, first, I mean, there's a nice little tribute to Michael C. Gross in there, which uh, hat hat tip to you guys uh, for doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the least we could do, really. So there's uh, there's sort of a their tribute to the buy this issue or the or we'll kill this dog cover of of National Lampoon, which was very nice. Um, but then, uh, there, I, is there a now comics reference in there? Dan, are you yeah. allowed to say? Well, that yeah, I don't know actually. But the, <laughs> I'm, the thing I'm struggling with the most is remembering what it is. What you put in there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I've put so many in since then. Well, because so, I finished issue three and I said I was on four, so so you're sometimes I forget. <laughs> you moved on. I one of my favorite arcs of the now comics, and and Ryan, you might remember this one too, is the. Um, when Venkman befriends this boy who ends up being basically the devil's son and he's trying to get away. Um, And so there's, there's a character when they're in that all night diner, that's walking away from camera and he has those same uh, horns on top of his head. Yes. That I, I don't mean to me that really stood out because that was one of my favorite things that stuck with me for a while. Um, So may, may not be that exact same character, right, Dan? But, uh, you know, I, oh, that, that, I felt I that. I can't tell you who that is. Um, oh, it is, uh, from a real ghostbusters episode with, uh, called chicken. He collect. Oh. <laughs> oh. I do know that episode. And you, and you can, and I'll let you do a little bit more of the, the work to find out who that is. But uh-huh. if you okay. look to the end of the episode, you'll see. Oh, oh, interesting. Okay, so that's two hints. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's, <laughs> there we go. No more. <laughs> no more. Okay, got it. Ryan's but on I have it. a question. There's one Easter egg that has me thrown for a loop. There looks like a children's drawing that's hanging up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that could be for... It could possibly be from another movie with Bill Murray in it. Maybe. About uh, Christmas stuff. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay. Uh, but I, I, I don't know for sure. I love Groundhog Day. <laughs> best Christmas film. movie ever. Great holiday film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's holiday. <laughs> it's holiday. Uh, I loved Elaine and Milt uh, outside the library. That was a good touch. Yeah. I had to throw them in because it's a February issue and it was the end of the world. And it was 2016. Yeah, so they were they were 
must haves. And and what are the odds that the two of them cross paths at a library uh, at that point in time? I think that would be funny. Uh, what if uh-huh. if we were a fly a fly on the wall? What would they be talking about? You know, I I always imagine that they would be a couple now. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. After meeting on the show, she probably I'm sure her husband may have decided that the relationship was over, and then they were like, hey. <laughs> You know. She got a divorce and uh, good old Milty, <laughs> Uncle Milt. Her husband yeah. was her husband was trying to figure out why she's always hanging out at hotel bars by herself. Yeah, the <laughs> <It's sad>. yeah. <laughs> I gotta give a, give a shout out to Holiday Inn for replying to my tweet. Oh, that was awesome! That was really awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were, they were pretty good sports about it. They at least they got the joke. That was that yeah. was pretty funny. I, I guess I was kind of ambiguous for listeners if they don't know. I put it a tweet because we had an earthquake in BC, and it was pretty big. It was like a five, and uh, I posted that it's don't worry, the end of the world's on February fourteenth, two thousand sixteen, and then uh, I put the Paramus holiday and and tagged them on it, and they replied, Valentine's Day, bummer. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yeah. Well yeah. played, holiday. And- uh, Chris, did you catch there was something on the wing of their private jet? Did you see that? Dave's not here, man. Oh, <laughs> Dave's not here. <laughs> he's zoned out. Ah, uh, uh, that's out. that's a real he's, Ghostbusters he's, reference too, right? He's a food cook. Show me the wing. Oh, it, er, uh, do, we, do you guys want to guess? Ceased paying attention to the podcast, and he's reading the goddamn comic again. No, no, no I'm just. It I'm, happens. I'm, I'm reading and adoring. It's uh, there's it, through the oh, window wait. of the plane you see. Um, Go from the inside. Yeah, from the inside when they're sitting there, it's that kind of wide shot. It's not a real Ghostbusters reference. Oh, it's not. No. Is it? A- it, it, it is, or it could be another reference to another. Oh, to film another that Dan Aykroyd's in. Uh, with the, where there's something on the oh, wing. Oh yeah. There's yeah, something maybe. on the wing. I know. What yeah, that is. I see. That's uh. Am I allowed to guess? Yeah, you could throw it against, sure. It, it's, it's the Twilight Zone movie, isn't it? Maybe. Dan can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. Oh, right. <laughs> well, gee, if I had to guess, it reminds me of the remake of the Terra yeah. 25,000 feet. Yeah, it could be. Uh, but, which had Dan Aykroyd in it, which would make sense. But, you know, Dan and Eric, are they that smart? Really? No. Uh, Put that in there. You're giving us way too much credit. Let's say they're not just no, to no, no. not shield them from any dangers or or prying eyes. I, I read an amazing tweet today, and it said, uh, "Do it, do it first, and then ask for forgiveness later." Yeah, it's a big yeah, don't, don't for ask for permission first. Yeah. Ask for forgiveness later. Well, I thought that was fun. So, so Dan, usually we would uh, speculate on what we were looking forward to the most uh, in the next coming issue of, of number three here, but uh, we have you, so we can put you on the spot. Uh, what What's in store for us uh, when that next issue hits? Oh, there's lots of fun stuff on that island. So uh, we, I think uh, Lewis told me that it's probably his favorite issue so far. Oh, that really? That he's worked on. So... That's big. Uh, we, got, we we tried. We did something a little bit new that I wanted to try with ghosts, and um, I we think it turned out quite well. And yeah, it just we progressed the plot a bit more. We find out a bit more about Vinter, and yeah, it's. Uh, I had a lot of fun drawing it. I do have a question about things coming up. Yes. Is Egon keeping the cane? Oh, oh maybe I don't. You know, we could. 
if you really like it, we could keep it. So. Well, as long as it won't affect his busting. I mean, it no, doesn't stop a guy in a wheelchair. Uh, maybe he'll just use it once in a while for, like, power moves, you know? Like, if he's talking to Walter Peck, he could just bring out the cane. He's wired up to be a thrower. Yeah, exactly. wired up to be a thrower. He's going to have, like, his <laughs> kung fu. Built-in PK meter. <laughs> yeah. He'll be, like, old man Bruce Wayne and Batman Beyond. Oh, yeah. dude. Ooh. Or it could be a, a new PK meter. It's a cane. That'd be a cane? Ah. Yep. Uh, so... Pecane E-meter. That sounds like a Ray joke. Yeah. You're welcome. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go, go, stoppers. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Print is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossrip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just wanna get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Dan, we know you've got a lot of work to do, and we really appreciate you taking time to, to talk with us. And, man, we're, we're really loving the fact that you guys have another ongoing, and we look forward to every issue, and we look forward to dissecting every issue. So hopefully you can come back and, uh, you know, lead, lead us and tell us uh, things that are coming, uh, but also um, neither confirm nor deny some of the Easter eggs that we're having trouble figuring <laughs> out. That's right. Well, it, next time we come on, uh, it would be great to have Eric and Lewis on too. So. Yes, we have yes. to do it. To, we have to, to chat as well. So, so next yeah. time we'll have the whole team. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you so much again, Dan. Uh, get back to work. Uh, I know it's very I late your time, but I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm. See, I'm practicing that thing from the uh, Ghostbusters video game where Egon says he sleeps for 15 minutes a day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what I've been doing with this issue. So you're on the Spangler schedule. All right, well we'll yeah, let you we'll let you go so that you can get some sleep. But uh, thanks, Ryan, for joining us. Craig, Abigail, thank you guys for joining us. Thank Chris, you. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thanks as always for being my co-host. Man, couldn't do without you. You're not listening anymore, are you? He's on his phone. Yep. See. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us here in the. Yeah. Thanks for joining us in the Cyclotron. We'll talk to you later. See you on the other side. Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. They used to be one of my two favorite shows. You're kidding me. Oh, great. What was the other one? Bassmaster. Everything you're doing is bad. I want you to know this. Next week, though, Hairless Pets. Who you gonna call?